This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week, I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, March 26th, and let's talk about the regional weather forecast. Looking at the weather satellite imagery right now, there's lots of low clouds along the coast, stratison and fog. There's also some low clouds in, in Puget Sound and banking on the Cascades. But I see some sun in the Willamette Valley and right by Squim up to Victoria. Now, the mountains have some low clouds that are banked up against the crest. But as you cross over, there's actually clear skies in eastern Washington. Now, today should be a, a really nice day. The low clouds will burn off from most people here in the interior of western Washington. Uh, temperatures zooming up to the mid-50s, partial sunshine, not a bad day at all. Now, Saturday is going to be good, too. Uh, I expect to have partly cloudy skies, uh, particularly after the low clouds burn off in the early morning. And uh, temperatures getting up to the mid-50s. But there'll be changes going on. High clouds will approach later in the day. And that is the leading edge of a very strong front that will come in on Sunday. Now, Sunday morning is going to be pretty decent in the morning here in Puget Sound territory. But along the coast, the rain will have started. But as we get into the day, especially after about 10, 11 o'clock, that strong Pacific front will move in, bringing rain over much of western Washington and snow in the mountains. Uh, temperatures will get up into the lower 50s on Sunday. So if you want to do something on Sunday, do it early. Another issue is winds. This front is strong enough that I expect strong southerly winds over Puget Sound and very strong southeasterly winds up in northwest Washington. Now, that front will go through Sunday night into Monday morning, and behind it will be much, much colder air, uh, cold enough that the snow level could fall to even as low as uh, 800 to 1,000 feet uh, on Monday morning. So don't be uh, disturbed if you see a few snowflakes if you're in, high, in the higher elevations of the Puget Sound territory. The mountains are going to get quite a bit of snow from this front, particularly on the cold side of it, 6 to 12 inches of fresh snow coming in, so you can bank on that. And then as we get into next week, a ridge of high pressure will develop over the eastern Pacific. So I expect drying conditions as we get to Tuesday and Wednesday, temperatures zooming up into the mid-50s at, at least. One thing that's very noticeable this time of the year is the sun. The sun is way, way stronger, bringing real warmth. And as soon as we clear off, the temperatures can move up very rapidly into the mid-50s. That's not hard to do this time of the year. Well, enjoy this weekend, particularly Saturday and early Sunday morning. And if you're a skier, you can be ready for fresh snow, particularly at the latter part of the weekend. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. Control of the weather has been an eternal dream of human society. But can humans control the weather? As we shall see, the answer is yes. But there are important subtleties here. The answer depends on the type of weather. 
and we need to separate out weather from climate. Every human society has attempted to alter the weather. For example, ancient societies supported priests whose job was to intercede with gods or spirits to secure beneficial weather, be it needed rain, the end of droughts, or the termination of damaging storms. And even in more modern times, interventions were attempted. For example, in the 1800s, there were attempts in the vineyards of France to reduce hail damage by ringing church bells or by shooting cannons with the hope of disrupting the hail production in thunderstorms. But as meteorology became a science, more technical approaches to weather control were attempted. One example is cloud seeding. In the 1940s, it was learned that by injecting small particles into clouds, one could change the number of cloud droplets and sometimes alter the precipitation falling to the ground. It was rapidly demonstrated during that time that dropping silver iodide or crushed dry ice in a process that became known as cloud seeding could increase the number of ice crystals and lessen the number of supercooled cloud droplets. But demonstrating real impacts of cloud seeding on precipitation that reached the ground remained elusive. But it has been shown that cloud seeding could remove supercooled fog. And that, that approach is used operationally at airports in cold places like Alaska. In the 1960s and 1970s, an attempt was made to weaken hurricanes by seeding the clouds outside the eye wall where the strongest winds are located. The goal of this experiment, known as Project Storm Fury, was to expand the eye of the storm and thus to weaken the winds in the hurricane. This project had very mixed results and with the threat of lawsuits was ended in the early 1980s. So the bottom line of all this is that human attempts to change specific storms or to alter specific clouds by intervening in one way or the other has generally not been successful. But you ask, do humans have the ability to change the weather indirectly by changing the climate? And the answer is yes. And in some ways, we have done this for hundreds, if not thousands of years. For example, in the creation of cities with concrete, bricks, and lots of burning of fossil fuels, we have created what's called urban heat islands, with the centers of cities as much as 5 to 15 degrees warmer than the countryside. Vast areas of irrigation such as the Central Valley of California or Eastern Washington, have cooled large regions due to the evaporation of the irrigation water. And then, of course, there is global warming from the emission of carbon dioxide and other greenhouse gases. Such greenhouse gases can affect the climate, which is the long-term average of weather conditions. But by changing the base climate, individual weather events can be altered. For example, greenhouse gas warming 
can enhance high temperatures and thus the, increase the frequency and the severity of, severity of heat waves. Uh, such warming can also reduce the frequency of cold waves. So these are weather features. And our model suggests that global warming will increase the strength of the strongest hurricanes and increase the water content of atmospheric rivers that bring heavy precipitation to the West Coast. Interestingly, some weather features do not appear to be sensitive to greenhouse warming, such as the big windstorms, cyclones coming off the oceans that strike us here on the West Coast during the winter. So global warming can change weather, and such alterations are expected to increase during this century as the concentrations of greenhouse gases climb. The bottom line of this, this podcast, humans can affect weather through our power to change the climate, both locally and globally. But we don't have the ability to alter a specific storm or a specific weather event. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.